So some of you will, um, the next thing I'm going to say right now will give you your, it's probably the only thing you need to do the whole year ready to achieve your growth. Just do this one thing, basically pretty much everything I, everything I say, while will be helpful, some of you will get the biggest bang for your buck from the next statement. You ready? Alright. I'm not feeling it. You ready? <laughs> Raise your prices. Kind of what I teach my, my all my inner circle members get taught this right so this is what I believe is kind of the secret to business okay first of all we've kind of touched on it a little bit is team and culture uh, we are we are we're in a we're in a chiropractors are lone wolves like you know we're good at the doing we're good at the doing and we and like we don't like we like we're lone wolves you know but you cannot, business is a team sport. And this is probably one of the biggest things I got from Robert Kiyosaki, was business is a team sport. Like, it's all about, it's all about building a team. You can't, you just can't do it without you. I think sometimes someone like Alyssa um, has a bit of a, a, even a better context when um, I, I am, as I continue to learn and grow in business, I am more and more and more aggressive about telling my team how useless I am at stuff. We feel as the leader we have to have it all put together and, and it's really the opposite is that you've got to hire for your weaknesses, you know? So it's like, you know, they're like, there's sometimes that Matt, stuff that Matt, like you're like, just, just walk away, please don't even do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. And you love that. Oh my word! You want to hug her and like, where have you been my whole life? But but a lot of the times is I don't feel like we do that enough. And you know when we don't do that enough, we don't do that in interviews enough. Because we sit in the interview and we have, we pretend we think we have to make this place to be this perfect place where it's like it's all it's all it's amazing. This business is amazing. It's rainbows and and sunshine and it's strawberries and cream and everything's incredible. My business is incredible. Well, the reality of the situation is that you want to air your dirty laundry as quickly as possible in an interview. Like, I'm really bad at this, I'm really bad at this, I'm really bad at this, but I'm telling you what we are great at. And in my business, what I'm great at, if you come spend time around me in my business, you will leave better. You will own a better business. You will, like, if you spend, I'm very good at helping people become abundant. That's one of my, I just, I, I, I manage to get abundant people together and then they learn from each other, etc. I'm very good at that. So if you spend time around me, you will leave more abundant. But, I'm, but don't expect me to do this, this, and this, and this. I'm terrible at that, just so you know, you know, <laughs> etc. And I think, I think a lot of the times we, we, don't, we don't air our dirty laundry quickly enough. But how you do that is through core values, which I'll teach you now. So, so team culture is the first thing. Business is a team sport. You can't, you can't deal without it. Does anyone know there's four things and there's actually a fifth, but what else would you put on that? So team culture, what else? What's the lifeblood of every business? Money. Yeah, <laughs> money comes from? People. Yeah, so how do you get, so how do you get people in the door? Marketing. Yeah, baby. <laughs> marketing is the, marketing is the, I don't care what anyone says, he that has the ability to put people through the front door wins. Uh, 
I and um, we, Josiah and I spoke about this last night. Marketing will cover up almost any mistake short term. <laughs> so, so, so I have relied on marketing to cover up most of my errors in business. However, you know what it's like. You can be very good at generating new patients in the front door, but if you've got a revolving door, and let's say, then that will, there'll come a time you have to address that. But for the most part, it covers up, if you can get people to the front door, it covers up any mistake. Like, you know, we've had challenges, we've, had, we've lost a lot of our chiropractors at one point, and then we had to hire, we got new grads. I just doubled down on marketing, and yes, their conversions were, uh, one of the things I'll chat to you about, you don't, get paid on, you don't get paid on percentage conversions, you get paid on ROI, which I'll tell you about now, but I, I just knew I need, as I, because I'm so good at marketing, while other people are battling around me, I can just, um, there's, a, there's a term, you know the whole throw stuff against the wall and whatever, whatever sticks? From marketing, it allows you to do that. So it really is the fuel to your fire. Okay, and, and I, 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 like, I hate it when people talk, especially in chiropractic, people talk about, um, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you saw I put a post on the other day where people are, a lot of people are like, you know, I, they pride themselves in not having, a, not having to market their business. And it's like, it's crazy town. It's like, why, business is a panacea. It's not, whether, what we think about it, like, what we, what we think as chiropractors is about is irrelevant. So when someone says, oh, I don't need to, like, that's crazy town. A, well, then you should be serving more, you've got the ability to serve more people. Or, uh, or for you, a lot of the times, the person saying it from stage will often be someone who's, like, been in practice for a long, long period of time. And maybe they may have earned the right to, at that point in their life, not do as much outbound marketing. But if you put me against them, exactly where we are right now, we start from scratch, from zero, I'm going to win because I'm going to have 400 people through the front door in the first week. I'm going to spend, it's going to cost me a lot. <laughs> it's going to cost me a hell of a lot, but I'll put 400 people through. If I had to, if you said to me, as a, gun, as a gun to my wife's head, put 400 people through the door through the first week, I can do that. Okay. I'd need a lot of money, though. I'd need a lot of money. I'd, I'd, I'd have to go, like, I'd probably, that much money, I could probably do that for 10 to 20 grand. I probably say I put 400 people to the thing for 20 grand. I pr probably could, and a lot of hard work, you know. And then you go think. So, so I'm actually thinking about doing a social experience where I start all over again and record the whole thing, and I and I take a business from zero to 300 a week in in like you know four to six weeks, and and we record the whole thing. It'd be a pretty cool experiments, eh? It'll be, it'll be cool, hey, and then we like record every step of it, you know, and you like watch all my challenges and everything. But, but I'm prepared to do that because I can, because I can do a lot of marketing. And even if I, if I took a business from zero to 300 a week in three months, that'd be pretty good, right? Yeah. It'd be pretty good. So like those are the type of things we want to do. So marketing, and just write down, so team culture, you guys have got that. Write down, um, just, just write down, um, write down C-O-H, yeah? That's code of honor. Code of, when I say code of honor, it's the same as core values. It's the same as core values, so that's core values. When, from a marketing perspective, uh, if you just write down the word multiple, multiple, I've already, I've already touched on it, but from a marketing perspective, if you write down the word just multiple, that, these are key flags. As long as you have multiple sources of new patients, you're good. Okay? Over here, very underspoken about in chiropractic, we have sales slash pricing. Pricing. 
So some of you, uh, no, no I, pricing. So some of you will, um, the next thing I'm gonna say right now, will give you your, it's probably the only thing you need to do the whole year really to achieve your growth. Just do this one thing, basically, pretty much everything I, everything I say, while will be helpful, some of you will get the biggest bang for your buck from the next statement. You ready? All right. I'm not feeling it, you ready? <laughs> Raise your prices. <laughs> okay, so he has the statistic. He has the stat. But so, Matt, are you quite analytical? Are you analytical? Do you like to know the statistics and stuff like that? I find not respond. Oh, cool. So he has the stats. This is what normally almost every single person that works with my inner circle group, we will, we will. The first thing I'll do with them because I do like what we do an orientation call with you and I'll look at your stats and I'll normally look at your numbers and I'll be like, just raise your prices, okay? And then why do we not, when we, when we raise our prices, inherently, what's the fear? Yeah, so people leave. So here's the statistic. You, if you raise your prices 10%, you need 20% of the people to leave you and you'll still break even. When I've, I've worked with so many businesses now, I genuinely have never heard of more than five, I can't, actually, it's like, it's like three people, not even, of your hundreds a week. And normally you, and normally you kind of wanted them to leave anyway. Right. So that's the statistic, okay? So 10% increase, just to, and this is just purely a peace of mind thing. If 20% 20, 20 of the people are never gonna leave, and you still break even, so 10% raise, you need 20% of the business to leave. I know, it's always the case. So then, Chuck, the question is, should we have raised the 20? It was a stretch for me to do 10%. I know. It was hard. You did well, you did well. You did really, what did you go from? Uh, we were doing... Uh, uh, so, so from what charge to what charge? Oh, $55 adjustments to 65 for the regular price, and then for our maintenance adjustments, went from like 37 up to 40. So there's some big raises there, hey? That's significant. Yeah, it's significant. So, so, the, so the, the adjustments were from 37 to? To 42, five bucks more. Oh, if I was working, I would have said go, go to 45. Yeah. Okay, so, so here's, here's the other thing. The second number you're thinking of, you always, there's normally two numbers. You're like, I'm going to go to 42 or 45. The same amount of people bitch at 42 as 45. Or, and not only one or two, but the same amount of people bitch at 50 as 30, like, so whoever's gonna bitch, bitches, and, and then, but it's things. So, one of the biggest things. They'll bitch about it and they'll say, here's my money. And if you have a strong marketing system, it doesn't really matter. And, this, he has, and he has the concept you have to understand. Do you know what happens here? When you have the ability to do this, you have a lot less fear because necessity, writes down, necessity drives away opportunity. Necessity drives away opportunity. So you know when you need something, necessity drives away opportunity. When you need something, it's like you can't, you can't get the thing. Like there was all, like when, I, when you need money, it's like there's no freaking money, you know? When you need new patients, like it's freaking hard to generate new patients. The minute you start like getting abundant, and they're like, meh, you know, like we're pretty good. Like new patients just, like, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday. It's just this thing that new patients just, 
just come and you're like, where the freaking hell are the new patients that I needed them? Necessity drives opportunity. And when you sit with something at, in a sales, we're talking about sales in a moment, and we're talking about just your, your closer rate, the one of the things about doing this, this leads to higher closing rates sometimes because one of the things that happens is um, uh, potential customers, and I talk about the word customer, can feel it when you need them. It's like a smell you put off, you know? So it's like they can feel it when you're desperate for their custom. So the person, the person that cares the least about the result wins. So you know when you're like, hey, I want to help you. He has the recommendations. Like, like do you want to do it or not? Like, it's, you know, the person that cares the least about the result wins. So that comes from abundance. And this is why my team member is better actually doing it, the sales part of the conversation, than I am. Yeah. Because I care so much about the outcome for the person. Yes. So, so when you care, so I, the first time I heard that statement, I hated that statement because the person that said the statement actually phrased it this way. He said, the person that uh, cares the least wins, okay? So I really struggled with that because my, my ethos in life is like value, 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 value. So I was like really battled with that. But when we really spoke more, he, he, he was right. The person that cares about the result the least wins. So from a sales perspective, and this is not a sales um, seminar, but it's everything sales, um, you, this, is, this is what you need. You need high, uh, this is really important for you, Matt. This, you, you need to go into every single sales, sales uh, uh, presentation, etc., with high intention, but very low attachment to the results. But we, inherently, we all want to be liked. Inherently, we like to be nice people. So, so we have to have high intention, but zero attachment to result. Like my self-being, my self-concept has zero relevance. It's, whether you say no to me or not makes no difference in my life. But normally that's very hard to fake. And normally what I'll say is like, as a Cash 22, um, there's a statistic I'll talk about later, and you might as well write it down so you can remind me. It's called your future visit stat. If, you're, if you measure your future visit stat a lot in your business, uh, you will often, you'll often have a bit more confidence in sales environments. So uh, why? Because if I ask you now, Chuck or Matt or Josiah, if I say to you, if I look at your diary ahead, if I look at your diary two months from now, if I look at your diary six weeks from now, if I look at your diary four weeks from now, if I ask you, what does the diary look like six weeks from now, what will you say to me? What does it look like? Empty. Empty. How does it make you feel? I'm fine. I've been doing it for a long time. It you, always fills up. It always fills up. So now you've got a little bit more your confidence in it. But for a lot of docs, they'll look at that and be like, it, whether you realize it or not, there is a, there's, there's a slight element of unknown there. You know, you know what's, what's going to happen. So what happens is I'm very big on the stat, and the reason I'm big on the stat, so someone works with me, I normally say, let's work on your future visit stat, and it's more from a perspective of, you know, fake it till you make it. It's a little bit, it's like, it's kind of the closest I've ever seen to faking abundance. But, but when you look at your diary ahead of time, and you see, <coughs> let's say I've got 200 people in the diary this week, and you look at your diary six weeks ahead of time, and you've got 180, your chest puffs up. You're like, that feels good. Do you know what I mean? You go like, like I've got a solid business. I know where this business is going. So, go for it, man. It leads to that certainty and also shifts from the necessity to the abundance. Totally. totally. So, you, so now you're sitting with someone and, and you go like, hey, I want to help you. I want to serve you. Do you want it or not? I definitely don't need you. 
I have, we've got 250 people, we're seeing 250 a week, and we have 200 people booked in the diary six to eight weeks from now, and you're booking out their schedule ahead of time. And I know this is a very old concept in chiropractic, but people don't talk about it from that perspective. And often the guys that are, that, that, that are a bit needy in sales presentations, if I ask them about their future visits, that they've got zero, zero people booked ahead of time. So more from that perspective. So for, so for you, Chuck, have you been there a while? And, um, and some people can hack it. I always say to my associates, some people have the natural gift of the gab. And like one of my docs, my business associates, terrible, terrible at future visit stats. But he's got, he's got a bit of the gift of the gab. Like, people are just going to come see him. You know, just for who, he could just walk into a room and you'd want him to be your chiropractor, you know? And, but I always like to say, I'm going to teach you strategies here. And I want to assume that, that, like for me, I always say I've got, I always assume I've got very little skill or talent. I have to, I have to overcompensate with good business structure and good business skills. Does that make sense? So, uh, so that's why I teach the future business that is more from a perspective of just knowing where you're going in your business. And now, one of the keys to leadership is this. I hope I can remember them all, there's five. There is being able to simplify, there's being able to systematize, set structure, so simplify, systemize, set structure, predict is four, forget what the last one is but the key was the prediction so can you predict what can you predict what's going to happen in your business and now when you're looking at your diary ahead of time it's it, you just feel less anxiety about it does it make sense awesome 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 so next is sales and high high intention high high intention low attachment uh, over here is over here we have Business and uh, something you brought up, Matt, was leadership. Uh, business and leadership, they go hand in hand. So business skills and business knowledge and um, uh, the, 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 there's good news and bad news. The good news is, you, the, the, the good news is that a, a business is a totally learnable skill, oh my word, totally paint by numbers learnable skill. The bad news is that um, the bad news is you've got to put in the work. You really have, you've got, to, you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to read the books. And I'm speaking to converted, by the way. You're all, you're, all, you're all in the room. So you've got to do the time and you've got to do the work. So the business, and it's, it's a lot about just that background knowledge. So business and leadership. Now, you've got all of those. At the end of the day, I want to tell you this, that your business in some way, shape, or form will be a, your business in some way, shape, or form will be a resemblance of you. So what a lot of people, it's just a mirror. If, you, if you're messy in certain areas, like the business is going to be messy. So someone once taught me this, there's no such thing as business problems, there's only life problems that show up as business problems. <laughs> you like that one, Lisa? <laughs> there's only life problems that show up as business problems. Like for me, okay, one of my biggest weaknesses in business is um, I hate, I, I, there's different money personalities. I'm an avoider as a money personality. So I don't like, I hate looking at accounts. I, I hate logging, I, like, I'm very good at making money, but I, I don't like, to, I don't like, I don't look at, I don't, I don't like to log into my bank account. I don't like, 
I'm an avoider. So I need to surround myself with people that are very, very good at doing that for me. Uh, so I have, we have, I have to have a financial meeting every single week. Like, pain in the ass, I don't want to do it. it. Sucks, boring for me, you know, but success is boring. Success, doing the boring stuff, like doing the boring stuff is thing. So it's really about self-awareness, but your business in some way, shape, there's no such thing as a business problem. There's only a personal problem that shows up as a business problem. It's just like, if you straight, it's always personal development always precedes business development. So if you're, there's two things that are right at the top of this. So we've got BD, write down BD, and you've got PD. PD. I, do, I work a lot on PD with my docs because uh, your business is a resemblance of you. So BD and PD, personal, uh, business development and personal development. And then lastly, you can have all of those things. You can have all those things nicely wrapped up, doing really, really well. Uh, but uh, if you don't have this last thing, it is um, irrelevant. And that is right at the bottom, it's called something called self-concept. Okay, so self-concept is made up of your self-esteem, your self-image, self-esteem and self-image. So you know when you are, when your being is big and everything's going well and, um, and I never, there's a guy in Phoenix, his name is, you really want to check him out, his name is Mac Newton. Mac Newton's the only guy in the world who's got a, if, if, the terms you're going to have to help me with. So Dr. Alex has got a, 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 a ring for what? For, for the World Series, yes? Yeah. yeah, so, uh, so Mac, Mac Newton works with the Oakland A's and he's got a World Series ring. He's got also, what's the, what's the, American, the, American, uh, the American football? Super Bowl ring and <laughs> so he's got all three. He's like one of the only guys in the world who's got that and he's a, he's a fitness guy. So he was Rob Kiyosaki's trainer. He was uh, Judge Judy, Judy's trainer. He's like, he's a big guy. And you go to, so I spent a week with him. And we, you go to Phoenix, amazing guy. He was, um, he's incredible. You have to read about him. He, this is true story. His stories are hilarious. At one point there was a, there was a, he, he was pronounced dead on, he was in Vietnam and pronounced dead and they zipped up his bag and he was one of those, like, sat up in the bag. <laughs> and I was like, where's this guy come from? You know, he's alive. And then, and then, and then in Phoenix, there was a sniper at one point and um, he was riding his bike home from training and the sniper shot him. Uh, and the story is he still cycled home. <laughs> and then lastly, he was, uh, he was a Brazilian, he was a, martial arts champion or something and uh, he, one day he snapped his spinal cords like, like and it said never walk again complete and, and he's walking again today and he's done training. So he's an amazing guy so you can actually go train with him you walk in you go to his training it's a carpet and it's a hot room so it's warm and no weights you just go train with him body weights but let me tell you it's the hardest session you've ever done in your entire life you are very close to getting sick when you leave that room in a good way but that's Mac and Mac said this never uh, First of all, he said two things. He said, never underestimate the power of looking good. Never underestimate the power of looking good. People are like, like it doesn't really matter. Well, it does kind of sometimes. Um, <laughs> it does. And then um, the other thing, and the other thing he says is, um, protect your self-concept with, with all your might. You need, you need this. And we all are, we all have the, uh, we all have the ability to be self-sabotaging. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We've all got the ability to be self-sabotaging. Uh, and, and, and he's like, protect this, 
protect this with everything you have. What's his, name his name's Mac Newton. Mac Newton is in Phoenix. Um, and him, uh, yeah, anyway, so Mac, so he's like, and the first time I ever heard someone say, like, protect the self concept thing. And we've had conversations about this too, Matt, you know, like, and how, like, we all have these, these moments, and me so much, like, the fact it's easier to talk about, you know, the personal development world is easier to talk about than actually do. Yes. So a lot of speakers on stage leave that out, you know, like, hey, like, like we haven't got to put it together, we're going through the same shit as you, you know, <laughs> like, we're just as fallible as you, and we're like, we're going through the same thing, you know, and, um, and, and the, that, that's the one thing that often, like, when it comes to self-sabotage and behavior that really helps me understand is like when I'm like, I really need this to be a bigger being and to serve better, I've really got to protect that self-concept. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and turn on the notifications so you know exactly when I'm coming on to give you a great tip.